At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Josh. Uh, This episode, we have a cool uh, segment for you guys planned we're going to talk about the uh, plano edge series boxes and some uh plano storage tackle options so uh we brought on uh chris russell from uh plano how you doing welcome to the show yeah thanks for having me it's great to be here appreciate your uh taking the time to talk about uh storage boxes and we're gonna keep all that fancy new lure stuff we all buy every year yeah (laughs) (laughs) right Oh, Got to protect those jackhammers somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. If you can find yeah. them, God, yeah, they're like they're worth their weight in gold right now, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we uh, all of us here at Paddle and Finn, we, we talk about the uh, Plano Edge Series uh, boxes quite a bit, and we thought this would be a good episode to talk about. Uh, we see everybody talking about them all the time, so we figured di- we'd dive in a little deeper and get into it. So okay. uh, let's start off uh, – you uh, just tell a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, what you do. All right. That sounds good. Uh, I'm the marketing director for Plano Fishing and, and Fraybill products as well. Uh, I've, I've been lucky enough to be around the industry for almost 20 years. Uh, this 19, or excuse me, 2020 would have been my 20th ICAST that I would have attended. Wow. Um, I started as a retail buyer. I uh, grew up in the Pacific Northwest, fishing for salmon and steelhead in, in Oregon and Washington. Uh, my world kind of moved me around. I kind of talked my way into the fishing industry, and uh, somehow they believed half the stuff I told them at the time. And I went to work for Eagle Claw as their marketing director. 
Uh, I've had the chance to work for Shimano and now over at Plano. So I've been really blessed to work with some really amazing brands and I get to do marketing uh, all across the country. You know, fishing has taken me to Australia and Japan and Europe. And uh, it's it's been just a lot of fun learning the whole industry kind of from coast to coast, fresh and salt. Um, I saltwater fish now a lot because I live in Charleston, chase redfish and sea trout a lot. Uh, but a kayak fish, uh, as much as I uh, fish out of my uh, uh, saltwater boat as well. So I enjoy kind of doing it all. Uh, you mentioned uh, your 20th year at ICAST, if it happened this year. How different was it from your first year doing it to now? You know, I uh, as a buyer, it's a whole nother world, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little easier. It's a lot of people taking you out to fancy dinners and those kind of things. And uh, you don't have quite the, the schedule because you don't have to worry about setup and teardown on both ends of it. You know, that's that's where the grind really comes into place. But, you know, it's grown a lot. Those early years when I used to go, it, it was really kind of a flat show. It wasn't growing. Um, the company I worked for, we didn't think it was important enough. I kind of went every other year because ICAST wasn't the draw. You know, there was no digital influencer like the thing we're doing now didn't really exist. So you would... You media would be around the show, but they may not cover an item for 90 days, you know, but by the time the magazine went to print or whatever happened. So it uh, it's changed a lot, a lot more vibrant now. I think there's a lot more excitement. It's faster mm-hmm. to market. And uh, I, I I'm disappointed. I didn't I didn't get that 20th in a row. You know, it's kind of a bummer, but we did it digitally and, and virtually and it, it came off pretty well for our company overall. Yeah, it did. I saw a few other companies that did their virtual iCast, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. Yeah, we, we all wish we could be face-to-face, but you make the most of what cards you're dealt, and uh, it was fun. It was it was a lot of work. It's kind of like a lot of marketing things. You know 50% of it's not going to be any good. You just don't know what's 50% when you're doing it kind of thing, mm-hmm. and so we, we learned a lot. I think every company that participated found things that really were successful and some that weren't and you know we'll just go from there and and build off of that awesome well you mentioned uh you kayak fish what kind of kayak you in uh i've got a uh a native uh slayer and i also have Mm -hmm. an old town kayak um i when i was in colorado for a while i actually had an old town double I think Loon was the model back in the day before kayak fishing was even cool. We used to go yeah. up to the really high mountain lakes and paddle around with my wife and kids. And uh, uh, but now, you know, I've converted and gone to the newer stuff. And and uh, they're both great boats. I you know don't have a brand that I'm really tightly associated with. The native guys are here in the Carolinas, so I really connected with them over the last couple of years. And and uh, just enjoy being out and about and and getting to do it, get into waters that you can't get to in the bay boat type of thing, and uh, yeah. fish the fresh water around here in the kayaks a lot too. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, let's just get into uh, the ed- uh, edge boxes, I guess. Um, all right, all right. Um, you want to start with the newest stuff, the the stuff we just launched at ICAST, maybe? Yeah, I I, I haven't seen it yet, so okay, this will all be right. interesting. Well, We'll talk about that. I've got a variety of boxes here, and uh, you know, we'll talk about some of the features in general, and then we'll go into the uh, the newest item, uh, the one that won best of show for us in tackle storage uh, again this year. Um, but one of the first new items I've got, um, it, it's just a small version of of the Edge box. It's now in our thirty five hundred size. Mm, so nice. a year ago when we launched Edge, we launched it in the thirty six hundred and the thirty seven hundred. So 
3,600 is a little bit bigger, 37 even larger than that. Um, but this year, a lot of folks were requesting this small box. They use this for technique-specific uh, tackle storage. Maybe they just live in this platform. One thing about Edge is the features cross all the items. So the there's about a dozen very custom features. There are seven patents rolled into the Edge box that makes them very unique. Uh, some are still pending, but they're all kind of uh, our creation. And, uh, you know, one of my favorites is this latch that you operate with just one hand. And, you know, that has been such a great benefit for so many anglers that, that you can just use this box. You know, you reach into there, you open it up. You don't have to flip around with latches, you know, on three sides like some of the waterproof boxes have. Um, simple, one of the one of the most simplest designs, but but still one of the favorites of people out there. Yeah, one of the questions I did have too, because um, I, and this isn't like a gripe or a con. I think this is just me not being used to that type of box. Because I mean, I've used your standard double latch box and i have trouble actually latching the 3700s with one hand huh. like okay. i can undo it fine like that but when yeah. i go to snap it and it's just me i noticed it because i was thinking about this before the episode actually today and i was like you know i was like what's some of the things that i struggle with with it and that was the first thing that popped in my head and it, it's actually i, I started to kind of fit like think back to like all right what am i doing that's causing that <laughs> and it's actually my hands not centered, you know what I mean, on the latch uh, itself. Yeah, and it, you can yeah. actually latch one side and not the other side yeah. if you have your hand on. And it, now I I don't have obviously any, I only have a thirty seven hundred, uh, the jig one. Yeah, and I think it's almost like a combination of with the weight of the box with all the jigs, it's causing me to do it too. Like, uh, and sure. I'll snap it and be like. I don't think that thing's latched and it's not, you know what I mean? And you just, so you just have it latched on one side or the other. Yeah. I've and done that too. Other. <laughs> you know, one thing that, that we, we noticed when we first launched these is our whole life of Plano, which is 60 years. We taught everybody that you open from the bottom first. Yeah. And now we have to teach everybody you do it from the top <laughs> and then the bottom. And so, you know, it does take a little bit, you know, one thing I will tell you, a box, the thinner the box and the wider, the harder it is to get those to line up perfectly because yeah, yeah. you just have bigger space. We've noticed that, that that every once in a while, you know, to be real honest, we get a 37 thin, which this one is, and you can see it's quite a bit thinner. This is the terminal box. Um, but they're a little bit harder to latch than the standard. And the, the thinner ones almost never, or the standard 36 almost never have the problem. The deeps almost never have it. And I think you're right. It's somewhat just what you can get your hands on, you know, and yeah, especially yeah. if you're a big guy with big meaty palms, it's even harder to get a hold of it. But it is one of those things that kind of a little muscle memory. Once you do it, yeah, it, yeah. it really kind of comes on and then you're doing it without even thinking about it kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. it's it was something I noticed that I was doing. I was like, it's not an issue with the box. At first, I thought it was. Uh -huh. And then I was like, no, nah, I think I'm like, I'm trying to snap it closed and my hand's not centered in it. And so like, you know, if I'm using two hands to shut it, it's fine. And I'm like, it's got to be just the placement of my hand when I'm trying to do it quickly and not really paying attention. Okay. But I mean, I'm a huge fan of it because the one thing that I really like about that Edge series box is the latch. So it had nothing, you know, I didn't really have a gripe about how it closed because I was like real psyched that 
it's like a solid seal in a sense all the way down the length of the box as opposed to just being two latches and two latches in my opinion isn't hard to accidentally knock open you know yeah. like you know, if you catch it on something or you turn around and you can you don't have one side latched all the way and you hit a latch against say your tackle you know your black pack or whatever you're putting it in and you potentially have a spill you know over the side of your kayak you know so i mean for obviously like big boat world not a huge deal you're probably gonna your tackle is gonna be contained right there Mm -hmm. so for us kayak anglers it's kind of important to make sure everything is really secure because it's so easy to lose stuff and um that was that was a huge selling point for me and the fact that i really dug the clear lid Uh, you know uh, you know you can see see what you have there's nothing i mean i have i have older plano uh like 3500s i got with my kayak that you know they're branded i think it was uh with yeah the jackson coos hd that i got and they um they're great and i love them because they're perfect size for like river fishing but the thing i always can't stand is i'm like man i because i can never remember what i have where like i don't all my stuff is i'm the worst when it comes to organization so sitting there like i don't know what's in this box or this box or this box because they're all different it's like here's a lipless crankbait here's a popper here's a you know a jig that i had tied on that i tossed into the box and the fact that you guys are you know doing those clear lids it's just it's a it's amazing it kind of looks good too you know you yeah yeah it looks good when you got your tech because that's the only box that i have my plano edge box that's organized whatsoever like is that right it's just my jig box it's literally nothing but jig same Come here. Come figure out to do a little Plano intervention. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah. that's that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. When we when we started working with uh, Brian Latimer about a year and a half ago, we sent him some stuff, and I sent him like a plastic storage unit, a shelving unit for his garage, and some of our trunks. And he's like, "Man, Chris, th- this intervention series." He said, "I had no <laughs> idea how bad I was until you told me." So it, it's pretty funny. I've used that line a lot, but that's Brian Latimer's story. So yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, going going back to the lid, you you guys did mention that it's like a muscle memory thing. If you keep if you keep doing that, you get the hang of it pretty quick. And yeah. like I like to compare it to like my own like adult fidget spinner because I can oh, yeah. sit there and do that for hours. It's Just it's fun to do. Forward, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wait a minute dude you are an adult who owns a fidget spinner like half yeah, our episodes start start i connect with him and he's sitting there spinning it like see? <laughs> it's my wife's that's oh yeah, yeah that's what i would say your wife. Sure. <laughs> that's funny. uh well you know one of the thing on the latch that that we get a lot of great comments about is that that labeling system too yeah. that's built in here you know that that we all have done that, you know, maybe we just wrote on it with a uh, uh, Sharpie, but on uh, standard plastics, that, that ink doesn't stay or doesn't hold. Um, you know, we put a label on it, you put some tape on it, write on it, whatever it is. So we just saw that in so many anglers boxes. Uh, you know, one of the thing about Edge, we, we were working on it for about 24 months. And we did over 2000 angler interviews during the process, not not just our pros, but you know, we went around the country and we went to big tournaments, both professional anglers and the weekend warrior guys. Um, you know, we went to the saltwater, we went to fresh, we talked to, you know, big boat guys and, and, and kayak anglers and just anywhere we could find people. 
and, and 2,000 interviews of what is the biggest problem in tackle storage. And, you know, we've worked hard to try to solve as many as we could. Um, that's where this labeling system really came from. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, again, it's kind of a simple idea, but people love the fact that they can label it. And, you know, when they're stacked up in your bag or like you're talking about down in your kayak and maybe they're just racked in there, you know, now you can just look real quick and with a little bit of cleaner, you can change it. So if you want to switch it up and you decide, oh, I don't want to store, you know, chatterbaits in there, that's going to be my rattle trap box or I'm going to do something else in that. You can, you can change it as you go too. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Yeah, I get a quick question about the label because it reminds me of something. Because um, I remember when I was like, ah, is this going to stay? I wrote it on there and you know what it reminds me of? of where you have to sign your credit cards on the back. Is that the same <laughs> kind of material? You know what? I'd, I'd have to defer to an engineer. I'd like to say absolutely, but I don't really know. Because <laughs> somehow that me. stuff stays pretty good. I mean, because you write that in pen most of the time, and I'm, yeah. I'm always amazed. I'm like, you know, you'd think that would wipe off instantaneously, but it doesn't. And I, that's how that edge box label is, too. I wrote get jiggy with it on mine. That's what it says, <laughs> nice. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't even wrote on mine yet, and I've had it for. Well, that's because you don't use forever. jigs. <laughs> oh, man. I, I still got my chatterbaits and stuff in there, though. That, yeah, which, yeah. That's another good thing about the jig box. I, I store my chatterbaits in there. I store. Uh, like buzz baits in there, spinner baits. It, there's room for all of it. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we we've got a lot of folks uh, that that have found other things to do with that box, and that's one of the cool things working for Plano. I, I didn't really know it until I came here, but we build a box and say you should do this with it. You know, store in this case jigs or chatter baits in it, and then next thing you know, people are putting other stuff in there. You know, we've got. Um, I've, I've seen it on, on social media, a uh, saltwater captains putting butterfly jigs down in that. Hmm. Um, I saw some, some stuff the other day that our guys are putting, you know, kind of popping frogs down inside of it. One guy wants to put big tarpon flies in it. So it, it's kind of, every person can kind of make their, their own way and find something that they're, they're needing to store. We, we've probably got a solution for them, you know, with a little yeah. ingenuity and, and when we get to the flex box, that that's the mother of that whole idea of, of making it very customizable. So, yeah, yeah. I think the well, other thing. Oh, oh, go no, ahead. keep going, man. I was just going to talk to you about the next thing, but oh, it's fire away. Just one one other thing about the jig box. Uh, I I always got people asking me questions like how how each jig. Like if you were to hold the jig box and just shake it with all your jigs in it, would they be would they come loose? Mm -hmm. And I was just going to say that that does absolutely absolutely not happen. I did a, a YouTube video of this on Paddle and Finn's uh, YouTube channel, and I shook that thing, none of them became loose. And I think it's because the weed guard on some of these uh, football jigs, the, the lid kind of pushes the weed guard down and it holds them in place. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, we, we have some people that, that want to stack them too deep, and, mm -hmm. and that sometimes they get loose when you do that because it's – you know, it's, it's kind of a V that grabs the silicone of the skirt. Yeah. Uh, so we're using the jig itself to kind of hold it. 
And if you stack too many in there, you put a big one on the bottom, a small one on the top, sometimes they don't grab. The other ones, you know, there's a few of those chatterbait items, like they're the ones with the uh, the hinged head, like from Freedom mm-hmm. Tackle, you know, they make that custom one. It doesn't work great in there. The skirt's not bulky enough, but yeah. 90% of jigs, chatterbaits, no matter who makes them, they go in there and they really stay well. Yeah. Yeah. And, there was a lot of complaints of people with the, yeah. specifically with the jackhammer because they're like, it won't stay in there. And it's like, dude, it just happens to be a thin, dude, it's thin there. Like in that spot, like, you know, like I just, I get tired of hearing everybody complain when everything all the stars don't line up perfectly <laughs> like, i'm like well, dude, it fits every just about every stinking chatterbait except the 20 something dollar one and i'm like figure out something like if you you know what i mean i'm like we're a bunch of diyers half the time you know what i mean and sure. like some new product comes out and everybody's just really quick to want to slam it's like one little tiny fault. I'm like, I'm sorry, but Plano wasn't building these around the jackhammer. You know, like yeah. it's, and you know, I'm like, if you got an issue with the jackhammer not fitting, put something around it and just make it a little bit thicker in that spot. That's all you got to do. Like, you know, whether it's like take a little piece of twist high, I don't care what you use. You know what I mean? Just put sure. something around there. I guarantee it don't take much to get it to stay there, you know? Yeah. And because I mean, I use, I use jackhammers. I just get scared to death to lose them. So I don't even throw them half the time. <laughs> and, but like I put my jigs in there and as I'm putting them in there, I realize that putting the jigs in, I can't put my bigger ones side by side. There's just not enough room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got to like actually go like space out every other notch or whatever. Yep. Yep. And that's just going to happen, you know? And in my eyes, I'm like, okay, this isn't a complaint because Plano's built this with, where I could, you know, I, I have these quarter ounce flipping head jigs and I can put those side by side and I could fit a ton of them in there. And I mean, I have the first, my first row is all one weight of the same exact style jig. Mm-hmm. And so what's cool though, is like the next one, I could do it with a three eights. I could put them side by side. But once I hit that half ounce, three quarter ounce, uh, those weights, those weights are so big that you can't put them side by side. You can potentially to do it, but you're going to end up turning your hooks, you know, because yep. uh, I'm using stand up jig head. So they're going to turn them kind of weird and it's going to be blocking anyways. So it's like, you know, in my eyes, I'm like, well, I tend to throw the quarter ounce more. So, but you, you leave it open for somebody could pile those in there. You know, you, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to get like sit there and cater that exactly specific and i think that's kind of where you guys though are aiming for on the the one box you mentioned where you can make it fully customizable which was the flex is that correct correct yep yep yeah yeah and and you know you're right i mean with before we even get to edge if you just look at stowaways because we have standard we have the waterproof we have what we call hydroflow that you can rinse you know they have holes in them so you can wash through them we have almost a hundred stowaways configurations plus edge now. And, yeah. you know, it's really been the mother of invention over the years as new lures have come up. You know, we make a box just for Alabama rigs, you know, and, and not everybody throws those, but if you do, you know, they are a pain to store, right? They don't go yeah. in. Yeah. So we made a box just for You're that. You're just hanging them from your rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. So I just thought of a crystal ball. 
Right. <laughs> so, you know, we, we tried to, to cover all that. And, and our, our boys back in the engineering lab and, and our R&D team, they are always looking for something different. You know, anytime I go in there, there's crazy materials they've got piled up or they saw something at, at Lowe's or Home Depot. And how can I make that into tackle storage? And I mean, it's a never ending chore because one, we're never happy, right? As anglers, we always want something better, <laughs> something faster, yeah. something cooler. And the lure companies never stop. They've always got new things going on, you know, yep. frogs and ducks and bats and spiders and who knows what else, you know, kind of thing. So it, it's it's tough, but we, we most certainly try to, to solve as many problems as we can. That's what makes the sport interesting, though, all, all this development and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would have ever thought? Your your buddy old Glenn was on your show not too long ago, right? And they'd be yeah. selling a piece of plastic that big that does nothing. Yeah, you can't make yeah. enough of them, right? Who would have thought that a couple of years ago, right? Right. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you about that because he he's from South Carolina too, as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Glenn and yeah. I get fish together. He he comes That's in awesome. my garage and steals a kayak from me now and again when he's got somebody in town. <laughs> he's got my garage coat. He comes right in. That's just, awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, we just had him on last weekend. That's cool. Yep, I saw he was talking about the Ned rig with you guys. So yep, yep, yep. Awesome. Good. Well, uh, you were gonna talk about the next uh, box in your series. Yeah, I, you know, was... we, I'm just gonna talk a little bit more about a couple features, and then we'll move into the yeah. next thing. You know, we talked about the thing, the the latch, the label. We talked about the clear lid. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing um, for your viewers out there. One thing we did, we actually put the label inside the lid to tell everybody and kind of demonstrate how clear it is. Um, you know, that does come out though. People can take these out if they want. I see so many boxes with the label still in and <laughs> yeah. uh, I always give people a hard time. It, it's kind of like wearing your name tag from the, hello, my name is when you're out at the bar. It's kind of like that deal, you know? So, <laughs> or like you buy a car and your license plate cover still has the like dealer you bought it from. Like my buddy got mad at me cause I left mine on there for years. He's like, dude, just give them free advertisement. And I'm like, yep. Yep. I could care less. Yeah. It's a license plate cover, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, a little insider tip. These come out. You can take these out anytime you want. So we appreciate the marketing effort on your behalf, but uh, we suggest you take those out. So and the, the box does the marketing marketing itself, so it's all yeah. good. Well, we appreciate that. So all right. Um, you know, one of the other ones, I went to actually go find my jig box, and I think one of my buddies has it. And uh, I, I, I don't even it. have it here. I, I'm digging through my garage uh, this evening, and I'm like, "Where is that chatterbait jig box?" And I, I think one of my buddies that actually uh, is on the native team actually has it. We were doing some fishing together, so um, I did grab the terminal box. You know, this has been one of our very most popular boxes. It's the most expensive edge, but you know, it is just packed with so many features. You know, all these come with that box in a box kind of feature yeah. where you can. Uh, take these out and and each one of them has its own individual lid you know you can mix and match these and move them around they all dovetail right back in and hold into place um, they come in uh, three different sizes with the clear lids like this and they come in three configurations designed for weights as well those have the labeling system right on the top and then inside of them is a, is a rubber insert so it keeps tungsten oh, from being awesome. and banging around and, and rattling against each other. So, you know, pretty cool little boxes. Uh, you know, a lot of folks really enjoy the terminal box because they can store all those little things. You know, you can grab one of these compartments. Like if you're a, 
I don't know, you're drop shotting today or you're just going to wacky rig. You could just take this, stick it in your pocket or set this, you know, on your right between your feet on your kayak. And you don't need to get in your main box all day long. You know, you can just have this for some replacement hooks if you're breaking off or, you know, might get it off. So just kind of a handy little thing. And we actually launched that this year now in the smaller size, too. So it's available in the 3600 size as the terminal box. So for a lot of people, the big one was just too big. Yeah. And especially, you know, for your audience, kayak anglers, this is such a convenient size. It's easy to store. It comes in a lot of the kayaks. Uh, they come loaded with this. We sell them to the Hobie and, and Jackson and, and Native ahead of time. So they carry this stuff. Um, we're actually doing a custom one actually for Old Town now with their logo right on it. So um, we do a lot of work as an OEM customer, too, for kayak manufacturers. So Those uh, those little boxes inside of there, uh, yeah. can you buy those separately if you lose one? Aha, you chewed me right up. We just started selling <laughs> actually. Awesome. So I was wondering if I could bait you into asking me that question. Um, no, we, we got a lot of requests for this as these individual, we call retainers. Mm -hmm. So this is one, um, you know, that'll come just like this. You get them one at a time. Uh, they're all $3.99. You actually get multiples of the small one or just one of the big ones or the other ones. And uh, they're all going to be available this fall. So now if you buy this, uh, you know, this size box and you want to change it, if you buy this new 3,500 size, they actually go in there. They'll fit in that and we make the 3700 thin that is a little bit thinner profile and they'll go in that so there's actually four edge boxes that these retainers will fit in so you don't have to have a whole terminal box you could just put one or two of these in a box a rigging box or a technique box that you could customize and put a few of these in there if you chose to do that now so that's a really good idea yeah people people like these a lot and it's almost like that was one of the first things we got asked is, oh, I want to, I want just a tungsten box. And so I need more weight retainers or I want just a, a hook box, but I, I fish smaller stuff and I need just small things. You know, if they're a, a trout guy or maybe a walleye angler or whatever, they don't want the big ones. They just want the small ones. So now they can mix and match and customize that box any way they want. That's cool. Yep. Very cool. Yep. All right. Um, well, let's talk about our newest ones, if you want, um, and that is the Edge Flex. So this is the newest box. It comes in the 3600 size, which we just showed, and the 37. I've got that one here, too. Um, like we talked about, every Edge feature is still in the Flex box. So one-handed latch, clear lid, label. You know, it's got the rust preventative inside the box itself that, that goes to work as soon as you close the lid. It's got the water wick divider that uh, removes moisture if it gets in. Um, you know, Josh, you talked about the O-ring seal all the way around. Everything about Edge is the same, but what you get is a pile of dividers, 38 different dividers, and the box is wide open when you Oh, get that's it. cool. So you can, I think you can see there, there's small little indentations all over the floor of the box, mm -hmm. and these dividers go in that that system and now you can decide however you want you could put dividers just in one place you could put them in three places you could put small medium and large dividers um it doesn't matter there there's literally thousands of combinations that you could mix and match and make a box just for you um to kind of make that work so uh, the edge platform has been the first time we've been able to do that in a box 
the gray base and the polycarbonate lid make it very rigid so it doesn't contort if it gets under pressure. And so now we're able to put these dividers in. And this is kind of the secret sauce behind it. It's a divider that has notches for dividers in it. Oh, okay. And when we call, we call these uh, a four-way, we've got a three-way, a two, and a one. And so this is kind of the assortment of dividers that you would get inside your edge box. And now you can mix and match these to customize the inside now. Okay. Yeah. So you can make, you can have something with like a really big square and then like a little square next to it or a big double square size yep. of the regular. And, and uh, you know, if you go online, we've got uh, a couple time-lapse videos. Uh, we, we gave it to uh, six of our, our pros. Uh, you know, Seth Fighter has used it, KVD, and we kind of filmed them when they first got the box. You know, they were in the R&D stage and they'd seen some Frankenstein-y, prototype -y stuff from us, but not the finished ones. The cool thing is not one of those guys built it the same way. Everybody did something different from the minute they touched it. You know, uh, Christine Fisher wanted a box that she could put bigger flutter spoons in and be able to just manage that weird size bait. Mm -hmm. uh, Van Dam wanted jerk baits in it, but he wanted all different sizes in one box. Seth Fighter wanted a Nico rig box, and so he built that. And so everybody just picked it up and said, oh, man, I'm going to do this. And no, wait, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this now instead. So it, it was really cool to watch that and, uh, and just let their brains kind of work and let that edge flex kind of solve whatever problem they could dream up, so to speak. So Yeah. I think that will be a hit within the kayak industry, J just because, like Josh mentioned, everybody in kayak fishing, they seem to be into that DIY type of thing. Sure. And that kind of like... Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it, it's like it's like they're trying to be creative with like their own little thing, but still have like the structure there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think if it don't take off in the kayak world, I'll be surprised. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that our, our design team has had this kind of on, in the cooker or on the drawing board for a long time. But like I said, the edge platform gave us the, the strength and the durability to build this. And, and that was the drawback is if you didn't have it in a really good solid platform, these dividers couldn't stay together because there's no molded integrity. So they have to be tough. You can kind of see, this is the big one out of the 3,700, but, but they're thick, you know, they're, they're thicker than a standard divider because they have to be really tough. I mean, they don't bend at all. They're, they're really durable to make that work. So um, I've got a couple of them rigged up, but yeah. you know, a good example. And, and it goes back, Josh, what you're talking about with, we can talk about jackhammers again or whatever, but you know, this is the hardest lure to store that everybody throws, right? Yep. A, a standard yep. three eight ounce spinnerbait or a buzzbait, they don't fit in stuff. You know, we make seven spinnerbait boxes 
to just hold spinnerbaits because they don't yeah. go anywhere. Um, so one thing that I built just to talk to you guys about is I've got an edge flex box that's kind of a bladed bait box now. Oh, that's so cool. I've got chatterbaits and jigs down one side. I've got actually a couple of them rigged or trailers down the middle. And I've got three eight ounce spinnerbaits down the other side. So now you can kind of see how you could configure this box and not be trapped into one particular size of how maybe you want to put that thing together. You know, so small mm -hmm. compartments, large vertical, and then squares all kind of just built into the same box. And it allows you to put the spinnerbaits right in there with other bladed baits so they just go yeah. right in there you can fit them in and uh you know you're you're kind of good to go so I need yeah, to that's get me cool one. because i have i have like one of the standard like old school like spinnerbait boxes wow. you know and mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's a small box but it's deep and that thing yeah. is a pain like as far as storage for in a kayak you know mm -hmm. like i'm like where do i put this thing like everything yep. else slides in it's kind of fitting together and then i have always after i've loaded up the black pack i'm like where do i put this item, right? yeah and it, a lot of times it gets neglected like i'm like you know what i don't throw spinner baits that much so i'll just either leave it here or leave it in the truck oh, you know yeah and um i mean because i have my i have my chatter baits in in a box um by themselves but it's in like a standard like 3600 you know box because that that's more of a slimmer a bait that you can make slim in a sense, you know, you can fit it in a, a standard kind of compartment area compared to a spinner bait spinner bait. You're like, Hmm. So I'm gonna have to have this giant kind of square area out of like, you know, out of your other lures and it kind of just doesn't make sense. But I like that. Um, how you built that. Cause it, it shows it's like, well, I could kind of keep the same, you can call it the same style bait, a bladed, you know, a bladed jig yeah. in the same box you know, because I don't, I don't have that many uh, chatter baits. I throw them. I just don't throw them like a ton to go buy a bunch of them. And you know, I'm the same way with spinner baits. There's a few select ones I like. Um, so now, you know, it's a great idea to be able to combine them and not have that stupid spinner bait yeah, box. I can't I, stand that thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. I love it because it works. It works great. Like, sure. and it keeps them nice and separate and organized. But organizing big, the box man. it's yeah itself on my it's just i'm sitting there trying to play jenga in my black pack constantly to figure out you know what's the best way of putting this stuff in there because as soon as i put it in there it's like it's got to be next to 3500 boxes it can't be next to a 3700 yeah box, you know it doesn't fit at all so yeah but, and the minute you take one out then you it's all upside down and, and a yeah. scramble again right yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that brings up a good uh, question here, though. Um, oh, you, you're into kayak fishing. Do you use a crate? Um, you know, I do use a crate. Um, you know, we make a couple items. Uh, we make what we call the V crate. It's a mm -hmm. big molded item, and, and the the dividers or the the storage kind of comes out at an angle. It's a 3,700 size, and it's a little big for me, to be honest with you. Um, some people like it. It it's got a lot of of durability to it, uh, you know, it'll, it's got a dry compartment built into it. Um, we also make a soft bag that goes in a milk crate. It's, mm -hmm. it, we call it a soft crate. So it slides in, um, it's designed to hold uh, 36 or 3,700, and then it's got a couple pouches that flip to the outside. And so I use that probably the most. 
Um, okay. You know, I don't fish tournaments, and, and it's more for fun when I'm going. And a lot of times I'm going with my yeah. wife or some friends. So I don't feel like I got to take everything with me. You know, we're going to kayak yeah. and kind of just goof around and, you know, maybe pull up on the beach or do whatever and do some other stuff. So, um, you know, I, I have kind of a, a system I use and, and it works for me. But I guess I don't have the same requirements of somebody that's uh, a tournament angler that's going to be out on the water getting after it for six, eight, ten hours straight kind of thing. Yeah. It, the reason why I bring this up is because uh, you've seen the Black Pack, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so the 3700 uh, edge box doesn't really fit that well when you have four or five other boxes in there with it. Uh-huh. So I think I think it's pretty cool that you guys came out with smaller size. Mm-hmm. Um, I think more people will jump towards that kayak fishing, so it does fit in that crate. That is one of the more, more popular crates on the market for kayak fishermen. So yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. But we also have one that's been designed to hold your guys' crates just perfect. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, the the yak the yak gadget crate will hold six thirty seven hundreds and still have room on both sides to move back and forth. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that other one is just just a real tight tolerance. You know, we 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 started making configurations of these sizes um, you know, in the seventies. And so everyone is kind of copy this these two dimensions yeah and so whether it's a tackle bag you know that that's imported under a store brand or ours or 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 a knockoff or you know whoever right um they're all roughly that same dimension some people make them a little tighter some are a little looser but that but the plano dimensions are what everybody builds them on you know the 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 boxes in the kayaks are built around that we send boxes to ranger and skeeter and and scout boats and they keep our boxes in their warehouse so when they're building an apartment they know they'll fit even so so it's that's the standard we kind of built it a long time ago and it's just been come that's just what everybody uses so i was gonna say the standard is the standard yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) for sure um so i've I've got the flex box in the big size too i'll show you guys real quick um this is the 3700 size and one thing we did here, we got a lot of feedback. This is actually a new dimension this way. It's actually a little bit deeper than our standard, but not as deep as our deep. And, and what that stemmed from, a lot of anglers wanted a little bit more depth for storage. And as we've seen the advent of, of different size swim baits and kind of the craze around swim baits, the swim bait was, was almost too big to go on our standard, but if you put it in our deep, it wasted a bunch of space. So mm-hmm. we've added this, what we're yeah. calling the bid depth. We're launching it first in the flex box. And, uh, and if it's successful, if people really like it, we'll put it into other things as well. Now that we've got this kind of this platform done. But, um, one thing to note, it's a little bit different dimensionally. It should fit in everything else, but same deal. You know, like when you get dividers, it's a pile, right? There, there's yeah. no, no lack of them. Uh, we didn't talk about it before, but they're all pre-cut, you know, they're very precision made. So they fit right in and they, they go in very snugly. They don't slide out. They don't come out of it. Um, and then all the same information on the bottom. You know, it, it's got that pre, pre-molded little divider system, so you can lock those in. They stay in place. And then this water wick thing, we didn't really talk about that either. But in the standard boxes, it works as a divider. But in, okay. the, in the flex box, obviously, there are no dividers, so we have to do it a little bit differently. 
but any one of these dovetails around the edge, no matter where it's at, this water wick will go into that. So if you have an empty section on the side instead of on the uh, on the top, you can just put it over there. So That's now cool. this water wick thing will just kind of slide in and go kind of anywhere you want inside that flex box when it's done. So yeah, I was gonna. Uh, ask about that earlier. How how exactly does that water wick work? We didn't hit that. Um, so it is a uh, it, it's basically a desiccant pack. I'll actually pop this one open for you if you want. Um, it's a desiccant pack on the inside. The difference from that and the ones you get in your shoes when you buy them or whatever furniture is ours actually is uh, is rechargeable. So you can put it in the oven. Um, it's kind of hard to see, but you know, it's actually labeled. It's got a little instruction on it. Um, does it say do not eat? It does say do not eat. <laughs> it just as humans, we're not quite smart enough to know that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's in everything, like, just still, we still need put, to be reminded. Put in the stove, but don't eat it. I should eat this, right? Uh, man, this is as easily as good as an Oreo cookie. I mean, look how good that is. Uh, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, but a desk and pack inside that we have a couple different sizes depending on the size of the box and uh, and yeah it's uh, 20 minutes at 200 degrees cooks the water back out of it you can just lay it back in there close it back up and then it's ready to go go back in your box and let it go back to work so you know if you're in a rainstorm or once a year once a season you got a rainy day come in set those out clean them up and then you're ready to go back in your box so nice. do you guys sell those separately as well you know, we don't sell those separately. We don't sell the standard edge dividers. Um, honestly, you know, if, if someone invests in an edge box, we're going to do everything we can to take care of them. So if they lose one or if they, you know, if one gets away from them, um, call our customer service line. We'll get you fixed up, you know. So a lot of guys, especially on dividers, when the standard boxes, you get a bunch, you don't even use half of them, right? You end up with a pile of them. I got, I got a box of dividers in my garage. <laughs> you need another flex box just for the dividers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. When, when I, uh, I go into our customer service team and just take them all in there, and then they use them. They get the, you know, if somebody calls in, then they just send them out to them. So. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is just a quick show and tell of the big flex box. Just a few other ideas for you. Um, you can see you can make one big compartment, maybe for a pair of pliers or tools of some sort. Full size spool of line in here. Um, and in the same box, you can put uh, weights and hooks or small items all in one box. So you kind of, again, get that idea of, of real small compartments. You know, big squares, oblong for baits, a big compartment if you wanted something like that. Really, the, the options are, are up to you. You know, it, it's kind of whatever you can dream up, the Flexbox will give you a way to kind of put that together and, and make that configuration something you can work with. That's cool. Yeah. I like yep. it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we're, we're excited about that. The feedback has been great. Uh, we've had such demand for it. We actually... You know, a lot of times show things at ICAST, and then we launch them around January 1, get them in stock in December. We actually moved all our production up. We should be having these in stock um, late October now. So we were able to gain about 60 days. So uh, for the folks that aren't uh, covered up in ice in the winter months, you know, if you live down south, uh, you'll be able to pick these up. Or if you're just a little cabin fever and you're short and tackled, you can get them in the winter months and get you all set up with things by the time the weather gets good again next year. So, 
This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Yeah, just in time for Christmas, too. There you go. Yep. Good holiday. It's <laughs> pretty impressive you guys bumped it up uh, 60 days, too, given our current situation. Because I know it's affecting uh, the fishing industry pretty hard. It, it is. You know, we... Uh... I think everyone is is having a year that that you couldn't have predicted in a million years, of course, yeah. right? Went from from having a good start to the season to everybody stay home, factories got closed, a lot of things. No one knew what was going on, and and then it went straight to everybody shopping and fishing, and you know, no yeah. summer camp and no school and no little league and and needing to get outdoors. So we're all struggling to keep up with demand as tackle manufacturers. Uh, the good news is we were ahead of the curve last year when we launched Edge. Edge Flex was kind of on the drawing board already, mm-hmm. so we weren't flat-footed when we started this year. Uh, you know, we had a lot of R&D testing as early as January, February, uh, and March, and we were uh, we ready to go to ICAST with full, finished, labeled, ready to go mm-hmm. samples. So uh, because we were that far along, we were able to move that production up and. Uh, it, we're selling out of so many things. You might as well bring the new stuff in at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are keeping it working. Everything. Yeah, so we're, I know we're, a lot of people aren't. <laughs> we cool. were we were lucky because we make more than fishing tackle. So mm-hmm. uh, while we did have to change our manufacturing process and social distance and change our workstation setup, uh, we weren't required to close completely shut down during that period of time. So we were able to continue with some manufacturing. A lot of people don't know it, but Plano makes uh, uh, tackle storage, of course. That's what we're known for. We make gun cases. Uh, we actually make emergency boxes uh, out of a tackle box style because uh, the plastic can be sterilized versus a soft bag. You know, if it gets a, a spill on it in an ambulance or an emergency situation, you can sterilize a plastic box where you couldn't do that with something else. So we make parts and pieces of molded plastic storage for many things in many different industries. So I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, my bow is over there in a Plano case. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys make I mean you guys make everything plastic. So I'm pretty much convinced my computer has Plano parts in it. <laughs> 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 so um what it's was it? I did super- see though that you guys yeah, I know. You guys are invading everything. It's great. <laughs> um, 
I want to see the tackle, uh, the tackle bag that you were you were going to show us. Oh if, yeah, if you okay. don't mind. Um, yeah, no, absolutely, that's great. Um, you know, we make a series of tackle bags called the Z series, um, and the Z stands for zipperless. It was designed around um, uh, a tackle bag series that's very water resistant and uh, user friendly at the same time. So, um, what these are, they this is our newest rendition of the Z series bag completely updated and completely redone for the year. Some really cool features that I think will, will be great for a lot of tackle, uh, saltwater anglers, kayak anglers. Um, it, it just really is designed for that wet environment. So like we said, no zippers everywhere. Uh, the pockets on the sides are designed to, to dry quickly. They're just a, a mesh pocket. Um, but one thing that I really like about this is the way this lid fits it's kind of a snug fit and it's designed to shed water to the outside instead of letting it in. So yeah. while this isn't waterproof, uh, the material most certainly is, but the, the lid doesn't seal. We kind of do everything we can to make it shed water to the outside. Uh, one other thing our yeah. guys did this year is they made this bag semi-rigid. So while it is soft and you can compress it and it's easy to carry, it's easier to put down in a locker, it's kind of, uh, convenient when you have it completely empty like this one it doesn't fall down and on itself you know a lot of inexpensive tackle bags they kind of just fold up like a wet sack uh, mm -hmm. so they're hard to get stuff in or if you just have one or two things in there they kind of just all crumple up so there's a lot of structure in this and that helps with the waterproof design as well one other cool, cool thing our guys did on this is uh, this molded bottom is completely waterproof the feet actually let it stand up off the deck of a kayak or a boat, but we went the extra step and used this center area and give it another point of contact. So instead of just four feet, it's actually got five and the inside one is actually oversized. And these are all a uh, poly molded rubber insert into the plastic. So when you set this down, it doesn't want to slide all over the deck. So whether it's a saltwater boat or the slick deck of a kayak, this, when you set this down, it'll really stay in place well and not slide around, especially when it gets weight in it, you get a little bit of downward pressure. It just really holds itself in place very, very well throughout the day. I like Josh? that. It looks like a good, like, uh, like river, river bag. Yeah. You know, have it set up quick to move. It's got a strap on it, you yep, know, so. Yep. It's got a nice strap, you know, that you can extend out as a shoulder strap. It comes with a couple lashing points on the back, so if you wanted to tie it down or you wanted to strap something to it, uh, you know, a pack rod or whatever, uh, you know, clip a water bottle or a carabiner to that, it comes with that as well. But just a really well thought out bag, um, really, really good. Uh, the Z-Series has been a good seller for us, but I think these are going to be even better because it's got so many great features kind of built into it. Yeah. Josh, um, I was, was going to mention to Josh, uh, did you see that thing on the front, the, the black square? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new new spot for your NRS <laughs> knife. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that those are, you know, notorious for being on PFDs for those who aren't, you know, watching this on YouTube. Um on the their actual tackle box that he was just showcasing, there's the the black square pieces that people slide their uh, their knives onto and their PFDs. So that's pretty cool because there's a lot of ways you can, you know, utilize those, not just for, you know, knives by any means, but um, mm -hmm. yeah. 
That's awesome. And you said they're on the back side too, right? Yeah, there's two on the back. Yeah. Two across the back and then one on the yeah. front. Correct. Yeah. yeah, that is cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. How many boxes does that thing fit and what size? Um, this one will actually hold, uh, this is a 3,600 and we make it in 3,700 size. This will hold okay. four. Okay. Four easels. That's pretty good. There. Good yep. size. Yep. And then we added a couple bags to that lineup. We haven't had these in the past, but this is a truly uh, welded, seamed, waterproof backpack design. So, nice. um, you know, it comes with some nice shoulder straps. Uh, it's a full roll top design uh, that clips on the top. It's got a nice, uh, you know, hook and loop Velcro closure, so it really seals up nice and tight. Um, you can open it wide open. I've got some rain gear in here. I'm actually heading to Florida later in the week, so... I've got a little bag. I've already started packing for my trip down there, but uh, um, roll it up and it's it just converts it to a great grab handle. I like um, that. But yeah, it's it's 20 liter, and then we also are making a waterproof duffel that's 50 liters. So uh, you know, really, that would be a weekender bag. You know, if you're going uh, uh, camping out of your boat or whatever, you know, like maybe up in the Boundary Waters or something, perfect for that. Uh, just a bag that you could store all your gear in and know it's going to stay safe and dry. These do have a couple rubberized zippers in them, um, but they, none of them compromise the main compartment. This one is just an expansion zipper, so you can shove a water bottle down inside here. It's okay. open at the top. And then there's one right behind the backpack straps, too, that just give you a little slash pocket to stick like your wallet in there or something maybe you need quick access to, fishing license or whatever. Um, but none of them go into the main compartment. So everything inside there is, is controlled, protected by a completely waterproof area and welded seams, uh, you know, nice tight seal. And of course, if this one goes overboard, it's going to float too, because it, it'll trap enough air in there that'll stay above water. So cool. I like so yeah, that. That's nice. the new Z series. I think, you know, tons of kayakers love a bag like this, you know, yeah. whether it's, uh, emergency gear, rain gear, lunch for the water you know whatever it might be um this is the only one that we make um these series the backpack comes with a couple stowaways the duffel bag is really more a piece of luggage and it doesn't come with stowaways but every other bag that we sell no matter what price point what family they all come with some stowaways inside of them to get you started yeah, that, that bag looks like uh a good a good uh dry bag for somebody who's like an outdoor photographer too with like really expensive dslr camera or something like that sure yep yep yeah it'd be yeah, great I, for that you one thing we did there we didn't talk about pricing necessarily anything but the goal there was to give you, the anglers a good waterproof bag and still be affordable um the backpack and the waterproof duffel are 89 dollars uh this guy is 69 so under 100 bucks and you still have really durable waterproof or water resistant bags that you can count on you know if, there's other brands out there, you know, uh, that that you could spend uh, three, four times that much oh, yeah. on a waterproof bag, you know. Yeah. So I dig that it's got the shoulder straps. Like, cause one thing yeah. that's real nice about that is, say you're packing up your boat and you got your boat like down by the water, and you know you're trying to, I don't know, keep clear of whatever launch point it is, and it just makes it, you know, it gives you more hands to be able to carry more gear down to your boat or whatever, you know. Um, that's one one thing that I've always, you know, get tired of doing is having to make, you know, multiple trips back and forth, back and forth to get this and that. And it's cool that you guys made a dry bag that, you know, all you have to do is throw it around like a backpack and take it down there and 
you're good to go. Cause I, that's one thing I haven't gotten to do this year just cause the COVID thing kind of messed everything up, you know, for everybody, but is to try to do some more overnight, like, you know, stay on the river trips. And that's a really cool bag. Cause I have, I have, dry bags but you know they're all just you carry them by hand and then you're like yep. oh you know like i uh, you know it's such it's usually got lightweight stuff in it you know what i mean so it's mm-hmm. like yeah uh, i could be carrying something heavier but now here i am trekking down the hill with these you know one pounds of clothing or whatever and that's a really good idea just to go ahead and throw some shoulder straps on it you know because i haven't i have yet to come across not that there isn't any but I have yet to come across one in the store, you know, like one that has Same. shoulder straps. I knew they made them, but, you know, so. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and uh, that'll be a good one. And that big duffel, actually, the it's got just grab handles, but they convert to a backpack strap, mm-hmm. too. So you can throw that big yeah. duffel over your back and, you know, carry it down. So, yeah, I mean, we always got a bundle of rods in our hands, right? That that. Yep. Yeah. We got a cooler maybe, or we got just other gear, you know, paddle or electronics or whatever we're packing around. So yeah, it's great to be able to throw that over your shoulder and have your hands still free to carry other stuff with. Yeah. The crazy things we do to catch fish, right? That is right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> hey, um, any questions for me? Anything we didn't cover or forgot to go over? You know, edge is a big line and we're just, we're just not going to have time to do it all, but uh, I really appreciate you letting me show the new stuff and spend a little more time on that. Yeah, we're yeah pre- man. Appreciate you coming on for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to come talk to us. Um, you know, I, I remember when, cause it was basically the jig chatterbait box. That was the first one of the edge series, right? You guys had released, at least that's the one first one I came across. Yeah. And we released I, it took me one. a minute to go out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me, uh, a minute to get out to the store and check it out. And then by the time I did, I was like, well, I didn't know there was all these other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was kind of sitting back laughing. I'm like, there's that, there's that. And then all of a sudden the terminal box came out and, but you know, I, I really liked it. Um, it's one thing I've always struggled with is finding a, um, a tackle box, you know, or tackle storage, like something that I like. I've, I've tried, I've had Plano boxes. I've had the standard ones that aren't waterproof at all. I've had the Flambeau ones that have the, you know, the little blue rust preventer dividers in it. The biggest thing over and over and over again that I've always come across on, like, kind of the cheaper boxes, just the overall durability. You mentioned something about your dividers in the new Edge Box series and how, like, rigid they are. That was one thing I cannot stand is sitting there trying to, and this could be a brand new box sitting there putting pushing these dividers and i'm like everything just doesn't fit good like you know i'm like i don't even know if that slid in properly and it half the time it's not and then like you know you go to open your box and it's just it looks warped and yeah just kind of out of place and you know when you were showing us those new dividers i'm like that's that's what i've been looking for just something i'm willing to spend the money i'm willing to drop coin on anything as long as i know that it's durable and it's going to last me some time you know and because i got tired of just buying cheaper boxes for so long but like that was kind of the only options out there available that's let me backtrack on that one thing i did like always was the boxes i got with my my boat that came from you guys 
those little 3500 with the waterproof seal those things were like that was where it kind of started to change my mind about yeah spend a little bit more money and you will get a nicer product obviously when it comes to tackle storage like that so sure. i do appreciate you guys being innovative and always kind of pushing forward plano seems to be ahead of the game um you guys are always kind of stepping it up like hey we've got this new thing you know check this out we've been you guys are always in, into a lot of good r d to make you know whether or not it's more expensive or not like i said i don't really care you're you're gonna spend more money on things that are built better you know and that's just how it goes nowadays the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. But I don't, I'm real excited to see what else you guys come up with. Like, you know, it's, it'll be cool to see it. Well, the, the the boys back in the in the factory and the engineering, you know, we're we're really lucky because we've got some employees that have worked for us for 20, 30 years. You know, they wow. really know the manufacturing side. They're really good at it. A, a large group of our employees are all anglers or hunters. Um, so they get out. You know, it's not like they're making this stuff um, based on somebody told them. You know, they're doing it because yeah. they fish it every day. One of our engineers fishes all kinds of uh, tournaments. He lives in Wisconsin and fishes in tournaments up there. He's a hardcore ISA guy. Um, you know, we've got myself who live down here in the Carolinas. We've got a couple of folks that live in Texas. So we really kind of come at this from an angler's point of view first. And I was on a call with one of our product guys today, and we were looking at some bags that we're going to hopefully be launching at ICAST 21. And we're like, well, what would you use that for? It's like, well, how would you use that? Well, what if it had a zipper over here? And, you know, so we do a lot of that and and just test it ourselves because we fish and, and we're, we're passionate yeah. about it. So Awesome. Well, like, yeah, we're winding down. So, uh, again, Chris, thanks for coming on the show and uh, talking about the products. Uh, it was fun. We'll have you back on again. Uh, we got some more ideas for future shows, so. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll we're going to talk nets. Yep. Yeah, we, we, we'd love to talk so nets. Uh, you know, we stuff. I, I'm lucky enough to do the Fray Bill side, too. And, um, yeah, let, let's talk about what makes a good net versus a bad net and, and uh, show you a few things. Uh, it's kind of one of those things. They're a little taken for granted sometimes, you know, that, that uh, a net's yeah. that thing. You don't, you don't always need one, but when you need one, you really need one, right? It's it's really important yeah. that, that you have a good one. So, yeah. Uh, do you have anybody? Or you can be like, like to... Brad and think you're professional and you're boat flipping and breaking your rods all the time, right, oh. Brad? I don't boat flip. <laughs> oh, I've done that once. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I broke one rod boat flipping a, a big fish in a uh... kayak. <laughs> I, for, I forgot about that. Check me out. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? You tell us about it all the time. We'll, yeah, we'll just that, Brad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, anybody you'd like to shout out or uh, uh, where anybody could contact you or follow you on social media? Uh, yeah, you know, we're uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, or, or YouTube is uh, Plano Fishing. 
that's the place to find us. You know, easy to easy to connect. Um, you know, we're we're running a lot of different promotions and things all the time on there. Giveaways. Uh, we use our our anglers to to give us a lot of great content. So check us out there. If you want to learn about those edge flex boxes, there's a ton of videos up on YouTube on them right now that show the configurations and how they work. So that'd be a good place to go. And um, you know, just thanks for having me on. I really appreciate your time. And uh, if there's something you need, or if there's a uh, you know, uh, you hear about things through your channel or if you have questions, you guys know how to get a hold of me. We'd love to uh, get back in touch or get back on the show if you uh, can put up with us for another hour or something. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was fun. It, it flew by. It did. I know. I looked up yeah. and said, wow, it's already been an hour. It's uh, <laughs> hard to believe. So, <laughs> All right, Josh, All right. close this out. All right, Chris, uh, like uh, Brad mentioned, thank you very much for coming on the episode. Uh, we look forward to having you back on. And for all of our listeners, um, thank you for joining us for another episode of the final cast. I know there's been a lot of questions in regards to our bracket tournament. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Dustin was sick for a little bit. He's been dealing with work and a lot of stuff. So we're, we're trying to get that final matchup completed. And as soon as Dustin gives us the all, all good, all clear, we will get that scheduled. Um, you know, we, uh, we do apologize. This thing went out a lot for about almost like a month further at this point than what we anticipated, but, um, hopefully we'll get that soon. Take care. So just, uh, hang with us. We'll get it. We'll get it resolved as soon as possible. Again, we apologize, but, uh, yeah. Thank you for joining us again. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks see you. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle and Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.